This is Paul Schneiderman today on the 29th edition of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Today we have a very special guest. We have Dave Tippett. Dave is a legendary former NHL player and former NHL coach. Dave is currently the consultant of the Seattle hockey group, OVG, the OVG group, uh, Oakview Group's trying to bring the NHL to Seattle. I think the Seattle sports community, Dave, is going to be hearing a lot more about you in the, as the days and years uh, go on. Many of us are just so pumped up about the possibility of the NHL coming to Seattle in a couple of years. Uh, Dave, I want to give a little background of you for the listeners. Dave is a native of the Canadian province of Saskatchewan. Uh, Dave has lived the dream of many Canadians becoming a star hockey player and prominent coach. Uh, Dave played in the Canadian uh, Olympics team, I believe, and back in 84-92. Dave played 11 years in NHL as a left winger, had stints with, I believe, four franchises. Dave uh, worked as an assistant coach for an NHL team and... He was the head coach of the Dallas Stars for about seven seasons, and he was the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes from 2009 through 2017, where I read you won the Jack Adams Awards, NHL Coach of the Year back in 2010. Um, Dave, it's just an absolute pleasure to have you come on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Absolutely. Dave, as I mentioned at the beginning, I think you're a name that the Seattle sports community and others in our region are going to get to know a lot better as the years go on. Um, I want the listeners to learn a little bit more about you and your background. Tell us a little about growing up in Saskatchewan and how you got the hockey bug. Well, I think everybody in Saskatchewan gets the hockey bug. There's not much else to do there. It's cold. So, uh, no, I had my dad played hockey, not professionally, but... Uh, my brother played, and, uh, and so it was just in the family. You just grow up playing hockey. The first team I played on, I was three years old. So uh, you grow up playing hockey, and like you mentioned, every every kid's dream is to play in the NHL, and you just keep playing until that dream comes true. And it doesn't happen for a lot of people, but I was one of the lucky ones and uh, played 11 seasons in the NHL, really enjoyed it, and went from there into the coaching ranks. Yeah, great background, Dave. This is Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with NHL legend and current OVG consultant for the Seattle Hockey Group, Dave uh, Tippett. Uh, Dave, you played, as I mentioned in the introduction, on, on I believe, two Canadian Olympic teams? Two. 1984 uh, in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. I played, uh, that was, a, I was still amateur players then, so I played once as an amateur. And then 1992 in Albertville, I was playing for the Washington Capitals and uh, was chosen to go play in, in uh, the Olympics there. Didn't get a medal in 84. We lost to Sweden in the bronze medal game, but 92, we lost to Russia in the gold medal game, so got the silver medal. Would rather have the gold, but the silver is... Uh, Not too shabby. Not well, too it's, shabby. It's, my kids were uh, interested to see it when I got home, that's for sure. Oh, I bet, I bet. Well, Dave, I told you off the air, I, I love the game of hockey, the sport of hockey, but I don't know all the, the details as well, like a lot of people in Seattle, but... Um, another follow-up question I want to have for you about Olympic hockey. But I know Olympic hockey a little bit. such a great yeah. game. Um, that famous, of course, 1980 U.S. miraculous win against the former Soviet Union. Dave, um, what do you think of the NHL's decision in, tw- in 2018 to not let NHL players play in the 2018 Winter Olympics? Well, it was unique because the players, as a player, you always want to have those experiences. So from a player standpoint... It was uh, anybody that would have had the opportunity to go, you hate to see them miss that opportunity. On the other side of the slate, and since I've got into coaching and management, you can also understand the owner's uh, uh, predicament on it. You send a star player over there, and God forbid they have a career-ending injury or situation where you know it really affects the outcome of their team that they own, they... uh, you know that has an impact. So, um, you know, there's a there's a 
kind of the emotional side, which everybody always wants to see the best players there and the best players want to compete against the best players. But then there's the reality of it's a business and uh, uh, players make a lot of money and that's their livelihood and you'd hate to see that go away. So I would like to see them go back and get back to the Olympics and hopefully they will next time. Uh, I can just say from my own personal experience, it was phenomenal experience oh, both times. Oh, I bet. Well, I just want to get your feedback on that. It strikes me you can kind of get the management side, but you get the players' perspective yeah, too. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you got an opportunity to play in the Olympics. You hate to deny anybody that. Oh, yeah. Paul Schneiderman again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with hockey legend Dave Tippett. Dave, these are, I'm going to make, kind of ask you some questions, just scratch the surface a little more about your playing career. If we had more time, I only have 27 minutes today, it would, it would hit you a lot more on a lot more details. But real quickly, Dave, you coached and played in quite a few NHL cities. Pick one. What was your favorite NHL city you ever played or coached in? Favorite NHL city to play in? Or coaching? Uh, well, to play was the old Chicago Stadium because it was – just a raucous place and the uh-huh. visitor's dressing room was downstairs and you had to come up these stairs to get to the ice service you just felt like you're going into the lion's den you know so <laughs> it, was a, it was that was a great spot to play and there's 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 a lot of great buildings um, you know the the new buildings are all they're posh and just you know all the facilities are top-notch but I used to like the old buildings like my first game in the NHL was in the Boston Garden where it just you went in there and just you just old school, huh? Yeah. Old school. You yeah. just you know there it seemed like there was still sweat on the floor from the last team that was there. <laughs> and, and Montreal, uh, you know the the form in Montreal was an amazing place. Maple Leaf Gardens, all the kind of the old buildings that had so much character, so much tradition, like the Fenway Parks of the NHL. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right, right. Well, um, one little more question about your career, and I think we'll we'll move on to some more contemporary issues. But and this may be a naive, silly question, but I'll still ask you: Was Gretzky the greatest player you ever played with? Uh, I didn't play with him. I played against him a played lot. Chased him, right. him around a lot. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, he was, you know, in that era, he was way ahead. He just thought the game better than anybody anticipated. And uh, I was one of those guys that always had the the uh, assignment to go and see if I could check him and not let, make him be a valuable player in a game. So I spent a lot of time chasing him around. And uh, he was he was as good as, they, you know, his point totals and his – his uh, legacy is. But you can be a little thorn aside, though, too, right? Yeah. You know what? The first time I played against him, I remember he had a trick. He was, there was a lot of players that used to try to, you know, take him out of the game kind of thing. And I was checking him real close. I had my stick beside him. He took his stick and he shoved it underneath the front of my skates. And I tripped. It was the first minute of the game. He got a penalty. I remember the rest of their team screaming at me the rest of the game. They were going <laughs> to kill me because I was trying to trying to do my job. I was just right. a young guy. Hey, I'm just doing my job. But he was the best player I played against. The best player I ever played with was Mario Lemieux in Pittsburgh. He was uh, to watch a player like Great that talent. play. Yeah, just phenomenal talent. Well, just fun for me to hear come your stories about some of these uh, big household NHL names. It's fun. Well, Dave, uh, real quick question. So the NHL, of course, in 2004, 2005, had a season-long lockout. I believe the NHL is the only North American pro sports league to ever have a season end because of a lockout. Do you feel labor management relations are more stable now? I think they really are. I mean, I think, uh, you know, at the time there was lots of talk about the salary cap coming in, but it really has... uh, I wouldn't say even the playing field, but made the playing field knowledgeable for everybody. And uh, 
you know, I think uh, this next time coming up, I think those there's always issues when it comes to collective bargaining agreements because of the advancement of the game and, and salaries and salary structures and that. But uh, the game's in great shape right now. Seems I think like from, it. From both the player's perspective and the owner's perspective. So uh, hopefully that's a good sign moving forward. But that was a big change to go from a non-salary cap era to a salary cap was a big change in the game. And now I think you the health of the game is good. And, uh, you know, some of those changes that were made ended up being very good for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Paul Schneiderman again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with hockey great Dave Tippett. Dave, uh, this is a question. A lot of us, including me, are people who want to learn more about hockey. I really enjoy the sport, but I don't know it that well. I, I You know, I've been to a couple of NHL games, and but my knowledge base, like a lot of Seattle fans, is pretty superficial. Of course, watching more hockey will educate someone more about the game of hockey. Any books or other resources you can recommend to people to learn more about hockey? Any great videos or books you can recommend? You know what? I think the, the one of the biggest differences in hockey the last, say, 10 years is HDTV. And, you know, you can look at a book, but it doesn't have the action or the motion of the game. Uh, the best teachers for game, and it's funny, when I played, when I first started playing, there wasn't a lot of video you watched. But then I got into coaching and started watching video, you know, you're watching a game after. And now people ask me a question like that. I said, you know what, watch the game on TV. The game is so empowering on TV because you, you get the highlights, you get the speed of it, and, and it's so clear now that you can actually see the puck, the old, you know, uh, you couldn't see the Good puck feedback. before. But, but, you know, the, the media does a great job of just analyzing the game and, and teaching fans the game. That would be the big thing for me. Just watch it on TV. You'll learn the game, and you'll start enjoying the game. And then the next step of that is to go to a game because there's nothing like hockey. No when doubt you're, about when, it. When Great you're sport. Live, live sport. It's, Great uh, sport. It's, I always say I go to a football game. I wish they'd take a couple hockey rinks, throw them in the middle there, and watch how <laughs> people react to it. But uh, So w- watching the game, especially in HD these days, is the best, uh, best way to learn the game. Maybe read a Hockey for Dummies book on the side. Well, too, maybe, so. yeah. Okay. I didn't want to go there. So, Dave, you are part of the OVG group. I believe you're a senior consultant at the OVG yeah. group, the group that's uh, led by Todd and Tim Lewicki, I believe. It's trying to bring the HL to Seattle by 2021 season, I believe. Yeah. Now, this may be kind of a nosy question, but I'm still going to ask it. Uh, could you be the coach or general manager? Is that a possibility in the future? Uh, you know, we've talked about all different things. I, I, uh, the coaching part, Todd and I talked about I won't take that off the table. We'll just see how that's going. The general manager part, I think it's uh, important that we have somebody – with experience in that uh, in that part, I've got experience in the minor leagues, but not in the NHL. So I think the general manager uh, job is something that I would like to see to go somebody else. But the coaching or um, just be involved in uh, in the process of building it is something that's really intriguing to me. Intriguing to me. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, what your role is going to be. Is continuing is continues going to be with the OVG group and the hockey effort. Paul Schneiderman again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with Dave Tippett. Dave. Um, as you probably learned, you've been living in Seattle right now for a little bit. We, we've had some bad luck with pro sports franchises. <laughs> Lost our Sonics. We, the NHL at one time guaranteed us a franchise. Didn't fall through in the 70s. The list goes on where Seattle's kind of had some bad luck with teams. Do, do things look good? We're going to get a team by 2020? What, I mean, does it, does it look pretty inevitable? What do you think? Well, I think it's, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, when you look at people like Todd Lewicki show up here to help run this through so and the excitement in town I've, I've been in town for a couple months now and it's it's amazing the people that just you start talking hockey and everybody's excited about it so and speaking from experience with a daughter in the area and a son-in-law who 
has a couple grandsons. I've got a couple grandsons. There's a huge sports fan. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, this is a sports city. This is a sports city, and they're they're excited about hockey, but they're excited about all their sports, and that's what's going to make it a great franchise. Well, I thought that was really impressive that there were like what thirty thousand people or so that slapped 30, their names 30, down. Thirty thousand yeah. plus, isn't that yeah. something? God, that that, that yeah. drive was just it's going to be interesting. I see yeah. how we fit them into a seventeen thousand seat building. But. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, my, my my name wasn't on the list, but a friend helped reserve tickets, nice. so I hopefully I'll be at least a partial season ticket holder. Uh, real quickly, Dave, um, if this key arena, assuming this key arena remodel gets done, is there an NHL arena you think the key arena will will resemble? Uh, good question. There's the one thing about this key arena, and I've just saw the plans of it so far. The intimacy is going to be fabulous for hockey. It's uh, the the sight lines and the the trajectory of where the the seats go in is kind of like some of the old buildings, which is really exciting. Because yeah, some, of the, new, over, yeah. some yeah. of the new buildings are they're so spread out. They're beautiful buildings, but you seem like you're not right on top of the action. There's going to be great seats all the way up through this building where you feel like you're right there and. Uh, you know, if the plans are any indication of what I've seen, it's going to be a fabulous building and, and great for hockey and, or whatever sports in there. Could you compare it to any other current NHL arena? At all? I don't know current ones. Um, I'm trying to think. The, Minnesota's got a great building where you, they feel like you feel like the fans are right on top of you there. Some of the other buildings, they're, they're just so big that it uh, takes away from that atmosphere a little bit. But there's some good buildings around. Probably a better way to put it is it... it mimic some of the old buildings where there there was some character there was people right close to the action and if you're a player you love that you yeah. like to be right in the right in the heart of the, the action that's neat well dave you know as we know the las vegas Golden knights had tremendous success the last nhl season i mean my gosh how many expansion teams any pro sport yeah. get to their respective league championships it's just an amazing story they apparently did it through draft picks and other good management moves um any chance, Seattle, we can replicate that success? Or, well, or is it just, are we going to Stanley, you guarantee us a Stanley Cup appearance <laughs> no. first year, Dave? Or? No, it's, I mean, they had a, they had an unbelievable season, but they really, I've done a deep study on that team and they did a real good job of uh, their expansion draft. They, uh, they traded a bunch of picks to add new picks for some uh, in the amateur draft. So they built their stockpile for moving forward. But they, uh, you know, the NHL rules, when, when they put the price tag they did on, uh, the NHL rules were much better, much easier for expansion teams than it had been in the past. And they used their rules well. They picked good players. And they just had a team chemistry that was really it was really fun to watch. I think there was a lot of people really cheering for them. Now, uh, you know, they, they're, they'll they be right there again this year. There's The thing with the NHL, with the salary cap, every year there's about 20 teams that could do just like what Vegas did. So... We'll be in that same position. Our rules are going to be the same in the expansion draft. So uh, can you go to the finals? I don't know, but it's not out of the question. That's really exciting, and, and uh, I, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot too much and guaranteeing no. a Seattle uh, NHL <laughs> yeah. finals, Stanley Cup appearance, our expansion yeah. year. But, but that Las Vegas story was just quite a Yeah, it's incredible. incredible As I, I did, like I said, I did a deep dive into that team, and uh, there, was, there was a number of things. Uh, their general manager did a great job. The tragedy of October 1st was a, had a big impact oh, yeah. on that team just to, to bond them together, not just with the players, but with uh, the whole organization and the city. So it was a, it was a, great, uh, a great run for them. Uh, I think our sport should be proud of what they did, uh, not just in their community, throughout the league. So 
uh, if we can emulate that, that would be a real positive step for us. Oh, I bet. Dave, real quickly, so next couple of years, it looks like you're going to be based in Seattle. Are you going to be going, still going to all NHL games in different markets? Or? Yeah, there'll, there'll be some traveling involved. The first year really is uh, lots of infrastructure with, you know, trying to get uh, the arena built. We're, we're pushing forward, trying to try to do a practice uh, facility here. And in those spaces, are, there's a lot of hockey spaces between your dressing room facilities just to make sure everything works uh, the way it should for an NHL team. I'll be involved in a lot of that stuff. But then as we move on, we'll start to uh, evaluate people that we want to bring into our organization, the management, and then you start getting into uh, bringing on scouts, and then you start getting into the player personnel. So it'll be it'll be two years, but it'll go fast. It's by exciting. And by the way, I know you have a construction background too. I, I do. I used to have a little construction company of my own a long time ago, Yeah. back when athletes didn't make as much as they make now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But that, I'm sure you have some insights in construction aspects yeah. too. Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with uh, hockey great and current OVG, Seattle hockey consultant, Dave Tippett. Dave, there was a great article in, Seattle, in the Seattle Times about uh, – the importance of NHL training and practice facilities. You were yeah. mentioned prominently in Jeff Baker's column. Uh, I'm going to recommend the listeners go to cltimes.com and read the column. But I got one question for you on the practice facility issue. I could ask you a lot more, but kind of want to hit a lot of topics today. Um, traffic, as you know, is a big issue in the yeah. Seattle region. Uh, would it make sense to have the practice facility pretty close to Key Arena? Uh, well, it, it all depends. I'm not sure... If Key, right at Key Arena is the right spot for it, do you, for me it's uh, visibility, not just uh, or feasibility, not just for our team, but for public and minor hockey also. We're talking about uh, putting a three-sheet facility in that will really not just be a, a key spot for our team to train and our organization to kind of have our uh, foot in the ground there. But there's a lot of minor hockey, a lot of uh, uh, adult hockey in town here that will get be a great benefit for this facility. So. They're still talking about a couple different locations, and and I've looked at uh, looked at the ones around town. They'll all be great locations, but right beside Key Arena, it's not necessarily where we're going to be. But likely, we'll be in King County, Dave. The practice uh, facility. I don't know King County yet, so okay. <laughs> I know Seattle and gotcha. Bellevue. But gotcha. well, King County is like a big county, so it, yeah. can, it can spread pretty far. But I, I can't uh, say for sure on that one. Okay, help me out on that one. Huh? <laughs> gotcha. Well. Look forward to just learning more about the practice facility. It could be a great way for the, the franchise to introduce the game to more people as well. Yeah, so. it's, it's, uh, it'll be a place where uh, it'll be a, kind of the hub of hockey in, in Washington. Dave, real quickly, uh, hockey is a, you know, a great sport, and demographically it's generally a pretty Caucasian game and usually confined also geographically to people in certain geographic regions. Do you have any thoughts, Dave? You know the hockey industry so well about getting the game introduced to more people of color and ethnic minorities? I, I think it's taken leaps and bounds the last 10 years has or it? so. It's, there's, uh, it just seems like there's no barriers now. And, and um, you know, I've played on a lot of teams with different nationality players, whether they're European or Russian or, or the ethnic backgrounds. And it's uh, our game is an all-encompassing game. It's, uh, I think what dictates more is just opportunity. You know, you get a lot of northern... Canadian people play in or right. northern Sweden and, and uh, Finland and uh, so it's gone in that direction but I've played with a lot of real great African American players that uh, and there's more and more coming every day you see the game getting further diversified I then. do I do yeah. it's it's 
it's it's a great game and when anybody that plays it once they get going on it it's it's an enjoyable game and you get a little passion for it for sure and you run with it for sure um dave there's been some talk i correct me if i'm wrong but i believe the the nhl system the american hockey league uh is an affiliate for nhl franchises um any idea where the sale affiliate could be yeah we're we've looked at a couple different locations and i uh briefed the ownership on it uh last week in a meeting and uh we're, uh, we've talked to the AHL about uh, acquiring an expansion franchise. That The way it works right now, there's 31 teams in the NHL and there's 31 American Hockey League teams. And if we become the 32nd team, then we'll have to find a place to put that. And uh, Ideally, we'd put it in, in the western United States here somewhere just with logistics and travel and stuff. And the, the American Hockey League has expanded. There's four teams in California right now, one in Arizona. So there's... Uh, there's lots of places out west here that we'll probably look at and hopefully end up in a good spot that's uh, logistics are right for our NHL team. Idaho, Oregon possibilities? <laughs> you never know. Never, you know. never know. Okay, okay. Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff, again, on uh, Rainier Avenue Radio with uh, hockey great Dave Tippett. Um, Dave, one, one thing we have here in the Seattle region is we have two WHL franchises, yeah. one in Everett, one in Kent. Um, any thoughts on what the Seattle NHL team's relationship could be with these two WHL franchises? I think it'll be a tight relationship. And I've already met with Russ Farwell, who's the general manager and owner of uh, the Thunderbirds. Uh, haven't been up to Everett yet, but uh, Russ and I have a long background. He was my last general manager in the league when I played for Philadelphia. He was a general manager there. So I've met with him and uh, went down and looked at their facilities. I think the junior hockey teams do a fantastic job. They're they're run almost like many NHL franchises now and they they have great followings and um, anything that they I mean Russ's point is you guys are going to help grow the game and growing the game at the top level filters down into those junior levels and so they they look at it as a real positive it just brings more more notoriety to hockey and um, and they both Everett and and, uh, Seattle Thunderbirds both run excellent programs and there's a lot of loyal followers there already so they feel those franchises still feel pretty good. They can oh, yeah. still do well with the big, yeah. hot NHL ticket in town. Yeah, they, okay. they, they're, that's a whole different market for them with the, yeah. with the junior players. And they'll see our presence at those games because a lot of those games are scouted. Those are the, the up-and-coming players that are uh, you know, going to be drafted in the next few years. Right. I just I was sort of wondering, Dave, I appreciate your feedback. Is I, I think some were wondering, they don't know the game as well as you, is – Seattle gets an NHL team at Key Arena. What's going to happen? These, you know, the WHL teams. No, but you seem pretty optimistic. No, I'm very fun. optimistic with yeah. them. I think it'll help them rather than hurt them for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting perspective. I, I guess, like to use a, a minor league baseball analogy, we have the Mariners in Seattle, the Tacoma Rainiers, and yeah. still do pretty well. And the Everett exactly, team does exactly. pretty well. It's, okay. a, it's a different bit of a different market, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously a different ticket price. And uh, uh, but they they both have good franchises that uh, they'll do just fine. NHL's not a cheap ticket, by the way. <laughs> I don't think any major sport these days right. is a cheap ticket, is it? So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's, when you have passionate sports fans and uh, hopefully you have a good team, that's a good mix. Dave, let me ask you about fighting in hockey. It's something that I think a lot of people don't follow hockey that well. So they, whenever they think of hockey, they think of fighting. Um, is it just always a part of the game, or do you think it'll ever be banned or scaled back? What, give me your thoughts it's, on it's that. It's scaled back immensely the Has last it? 10 years. It's, um, you know, with hockey, it's intimidation is still a part of the game, and I don't mean so much physical intimidation, but 
you just it's it's a part of the game where the players police themselves a little bit now that is going by the wayside we used to have one referee and two linesmen and now there's two referees and it's it's hard to get away with the things you used to be able to get away <laughs> with but uh but i think you, you know, hockey has scaled back significantly uh, the last 10 years ago or so, and I think it'll continue to do that. Uh, the game has turned into a its a high-paced uh, skating game, thinking game. and uh, it's Real just, finesse sport. It's just evolving into yeah. a, a fast uh, fast game, but there's always the odd time where, you know, the two guys have a score to settle, and it's, uh, it's an honest way to settle it, and they take their penalty and move on. Right, right. Well, it uh, has a little bit of that big time wrestling aspect to it but of course it's a very finesse and good sport yeah so. the, the thing about the, the game used to went through, we went through a stage where there was a lot of every team had kind of one tough guy and he would go out and fight the other tough guy and they felt like they were doing their job and uh, that wasn't the mainstay of what fighting in hockey was it was a spontaneous thing that just all of a sudden two guys settle a score and you move on and it was less stage so we don't have the stage fighting and uh two guys lining up and you know they're going to fight before they fight that's not happening anymore well Dave I think me and a lot of listeners just learned a little more uh, inside yeah. view about fighting and hockey it's an yeah. interesting perspective Dave you know you're you're Canadian descent and uh, I think right now there's only what six NHL franchises in Canada left of the 31 do I have that right three four five six is it seven I think there's seven okay. Montreal Toronto Ottawa Winnipeg Winnipeg Calgary Edmonton Vancouver okay there's seven, seven. okay yeah what, what do you think? Because a lot of Canadians have a worry that may be a fair worry. The game is just becoming very U.S. focused. And any thoughts about this, just what's happening uh, to some Canadian franchises? I, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't get that sense from all my family is still in Canada. I don't yeah, get that yeah. sense from them. They're passionate hockey fans. I mean, I I think they would uh, they love to see their teams do well, and uh, they would love to see a Stanley Cup go back to to Canada at some point in one of those teams. But it's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get that feeling. I think I think hockey sure. is a is a sport that it's become a very worldly sport, even with the European countries in now. That uh, and even though Canada, the diversity in the league around the around the countries, Canada used to be always about over eighty percent. I think it's down to around sixty percent now. So just so shows how far the world has come in embracing our sport. Yeah, there, there, I know there was some talk. Some thought Commissioner Batman was focused too much on on U.S. markets, but you you gave some perspectives on that. Which no, is, I, uh, I I don't I don't see that, and I think any Canadian market that you know would have the wherewithal to handle a, an NHL team could handle it. You know, but there's logistics involved with especially the salary cap where we're at today. It's it's got to be a it's got to be a good business also. Well, Dave, believe it or not, we got less than 30 seconds left. Uh, tell us more about what the future card, what's in the future for Dave Tibbet? Well, I, I'm just enjoying the people I'm working with here, and, uh, and hopefully we build a fantastic franchise and something that not just the people at uh, NHL Seattle or OBG can be proud of, but the whole, uh, uh, the whole community can be proud of and, and get to that expansion draft and build a good team and get on the ice and get going and something that uh, everybody's going to have a lot of fun with. Dave, thanks so much for coming on Sports and Stuff. Look, looking forward so much to having the NHL come to Seattle. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Dave.